Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. John Calvin said this, All the blessings we enjoy are divine deposits, committed to our trust on this condition, that they should be dispensed for the benefit of our neighbours. All the blessings we enjoy are divine deposits. Good way to think about it, isn't it? I want to. I think Karen even said something today, and we haven't shared on what I was going to share about, but I want to share today on the power of blessing. Because it's one of the things that we've realized in our lives that if we intentionally become people who bless, then we actually live in that blessing. And it's something we get to choose to activate as believers. Will we be a people that bless or will we be a people that don't? And the opposite to blessing is cursing. And it sounds very strong. It sounds like heavy-duty witchcraft. But often cursing is just a very minor thing that can be the opposite to blessing, but we choose that instead of releasing blessing. And so today I want to share a few things that, that I've found happen when we become people of blessing. And the first one is that blessing releases faith in us and in people around us. When we become people who choose blessing. And I don't mean we choose just to fake that we're being so blessed, even if really, really hard stuff's happening to us and we're not feeling like that. But what I mean is that we choose to live in an atmosphere of blessing, and that is giving away blessing. Even if people don't deserve it, even if the situation doesn't deserve it, we actually give blessing. And Sometimes we might even need to learn, and, and this is something I am growing in. Karen's quite good at this area, and that is, that is giving the benefit of the doubt to the other person. I explained last week that a couple of weeks ago I went to Melbourne and did a, a leadership training seminar for a couple of days. And, and one of the things that the, um, the leader said that, I remembered, but I only remembered for about five minutes and then I fell in the hole again. Um, he's, and I'll probably quote it wrong, but basically he said, you, you never know what that other person is going through right now. You just never know. And so even if they're the rudest person at the checkout or helper in the store or person on the phone like I had the other day when I was trying to get our phone modem working again and you're on hold and then you're on hold and then you put through to someone else and you have to give your password all over again. Then you have to give your personal details all over again and sort of it goes on and on and on and it tests you, doesn't it? Well, maybe not you, but it tested me. Personal testimony here. And so it's a, it's a challenge in our day and age. Will we choose blessing? Will we choose to live in blessing and be a people of blessing? Because people of blessing are much more attractive than people of curses. I think you would agree with that. If we're a heavy people and we're weighed down with stuff and we always think the worst of situations, or even if we're very quick to shoot, we're very quick to think wrong of something, of someone 
then it actually says more about ourselves than it does about them. It actually shows that we're not living in a lot of grace ourselves. And that's the reminder I had the other day. I can't even remember the situation, but we were talking in the car and Karen reminded me and I'm like, yeah, isn't it interesting how quickly we fall from grace? We quickly fall into a hole of judgment. We quickly uh, assume the worst or we think, oh, okay, that person just did something wrong by me. But we have no idea what's going on in their lives. We have no idea what they might be going through, what they might be just about to face. And so if we can learn to live in blessing, that is to bless other people, give them benefit of the doubt. Give them so much grace that it's ridiculous. If we can do this in a Christian community, I'm telling you, it's an amazing, there's a power in this. And one of my points here, I want to read from Psalm 133 because it talks about how unity commands a blessing. And it's interesting, this passage has always interested me because I've always wanted to logically work out if unity commands a blessing, then how do we get unity? Does God bring unity or do we create unity? You know, which, which is it? The cart before the horse? And, and so I actually think it's both. I think God loves it when we gather like we did and we're doing now and we did this morning. When we gather and we worship in spirit and in truth, there is a spirit of unity because we're putting Him priority. We lay down aside our differences. We lay down aside our disappointments and our fears and things that are going on. And we raise up Jesus as the number one in our lives. And therefore, we have unity on that platform. And that's a powerful unity. And every believer can do that, even from all over the different walks of life. And so there's a real power in that. But actually learning to, to live in this blessing, I think, has to take intentionality. Galatians 6, 7 says this, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. So if we are sowing blessing, we're going to reap blessing. If we're living as people who give away blessing, and I want to lay some challenges and I want to be part of this this week, no doubt some of you are going to be faced with a person who is annoying. And maybe someone at the shops, maybe someone on the phone, maybe some work colleague or study colleague or family, friend, whatever it is, and they're, and they're going to try and grate you. They're going to try and hit that button that you have that they hit every time. They don't even have to try. They just hit it. It's very easy to hit that button. And this is an opportunity for releasing blessing for standing in a new level of grace than we stand before. I'll do it. I'll ring Optus this week. If our modem's not working, I'll try and reapply a whole new level of, of grace. I just gave him a plug then. But it's a powerful thing. It's a powerful thing when people step out of, out of a zone completely and just release blessing. It might be financial blessing, like our team did for us this week. And thank you to all of you. We didn't get to thank all of the participants who sewed into that, but it was a real blessing. We got massages. We were at the gym. We, I mean, it was, am I allowed to say that? <laughs> and um, yeah, real blessing, real blessing. So we're, we're benefits of that this week. And what a blessing it is to receive. The Bible says, 
what a blessing it is to give. To give. And so to live in the kingdom and to live in the Spirit, to be filled with the Spirit and overflowing with the gifts of the Spirit is to live a life of being a person who blesses other people. Remember that this week. When you're in the shops or when something's going on and it's frustrating you, it's an opportunity for releasing blessing. And it's interesting because we get an upgrade when we choose to do it. We get an upgrade because we're actually living on a faith level, not just a rational level where we're just rebutting everything that's going on in life and fighting through at that carnal level, that natural level. I mean, we can do it, but it's not living in faith, is it? Blessing opposes cursing, and it goes against our sin nature that we used to have. Deuteronomy eleven twenty six to 28 says this, See, I'm setting before you today a blessing and a curse. The blessing if you obey the commands of the Lord your God that I'm giving you today. The curse if you disobey the commands of the Lord your God and turn from the way I commanded you by following other gods which you have not known. It's a very simple passage. A lot of people get really, really hung up on Deuteronomy. Uh, you know, is it part of the new covenant? Isn't it part of the new covenant? Sometimes I think it pays just to forget about all that stuff and just read what, what's written. And so in passages like this, I mean, you always need context. You always need to uh, have references. But in passages like this, I like to just look at it and just read what it says. And that says, if I obey God's laws and if I obey God, I'm going to live in blessing. If I disobey him, I'm going to live under the curse. What is the curse? The curse is Satan's stronghold over man. So I'm going to live in his kingdom. In other words, I've got to play by his rules. I've got to fight his fight. I've got to live in Satan's kingdom realm. So I've got to, got to battle with all of those things if I choose to live under the curse, because that's the curse. Outside of Christ, we live in a curse. Christ came to lift the curse off mankind and to give us a new kingdom and a new life. And so in that, we receive blessing for now and for eternity. And so we actually get to choose. It's a very simple choice. Do we want to live in obedience or disobedience? And I don't know about you, but ultimately, Ultimately, we all want to live in blessing. And therefore, there's obedience to Christ, obedience to God's laws, obedience to what He set before us. And He promises blessing. The last thing I want to, I want, and I want to share on this and read from Psalm 133, because I think this is it's a great um, analogy of where we're headed as believers. Psalm 133, verses 1 to 3, said, how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. It is like precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, if you've got one, running down on Aaron's beard, down on the collar of his robe. It is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion, for there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life evermore. New King James says, commands a blessing, bestows a blessing, releases a blessing, commands a blessing. God loves unity. And one thing I've learned about the human race is we don't love unity. If left to our own devices, we will slaughter each other. 
And you can look throughout history. History proves that. Man left to man's carnal nature, man will kill himself and everyone else around. And there's been research done to prove that. Why is that? Because there's a sin nature in man. There's a curse on man that needs to be lifted. And it can only be lifted by the blood of Jesus Christ. And when we come into that blood of Jesus Christ, we're washed clean. We receive the blessing of new life and life ever after. And so we actually receive a supernatural transaction that is very hard to describe to people that don't understand what we're talking about. But it actually then brings us into a new kingdom and a new life. And in that place, we become people who finally can look beyond ourselves. Because we're not fighting just for ourselves anymore. We're not fighting just for our 80, 90, 100 years here on earth to do everything we can, cram it on earth. And, and it's very self-focused, self-living. We actually live an everlasting life that begins now. And in that place, we can actually understand a faith realm, a spiritual realm that's bigger than ourselves. And in that place, we can live in unity. In that place, we can look beyond the faults of people around us. We can look beyond even our own faults. We can look beyond things that are different to us. We can, even when people offend us, we have a kingdom authority and a kingdom sonship that actually doesn't need to get offended. It's very powerful when someone doesn't say anything when they should have got offended and they don't. They just don't get offended. I shared a while ago that um, we're Downton Abbey fans. And um, the butler in the house at Downton Abbey, I recommend it to everyone. It's, it's a family show. There's a lot of spiritual principles in there somewhere. But anyway, there's a butler of the house and, uh, and his name is Carson. And Carson is one of the most unoffendable people on the face of the earth. And he protects the household like it's his own. And this man, to me, depicts what we can choose to be like in the kingdom of God. We'll protect the king for all he's worth. We'll protect the kingdom for all it's worth. And if anyone dares offend the kingdom, then, then he holds his ground. But he never gets flustered. He never fires back. He, he just stands there with massive bushy eyebrows and just, just stares fear and offense in the face and doesn't, doesn't flinch, doesn't flinch. I mean, it's an amazing thing when you see someone who is so resolute and they know who they are so powerfully, they don't even have to respond. They don't have to say a thing because they know who they are. Or maybe they choose to actually go even the next step and release a blessing when there's a curse thrown at them, release a blessing. Now, this is living at a high level, I know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm way off this. Karen is there already. I'm on that journey. To release a blessing when someone curses us is one of the things that we're actually commanded to do. And yet, how often have you seen a believer do it? How often have you, even of yourself, if you have a little look at yourself, how often have you ever been able to achieve this thing? This is meant to be quite a basic thing, that when someone offends us, we can actually release a blessing. We can turn the other cheek and see it in a different way. When we choose to live at a higher level in unity with the Father, the Spirit and the Son, we actually live on a higher level. So those little, those little arrows, they shoot underneath us. 
They shoot underneath us. They don't get us anymore. The offenses are, are not so big anymore because we're at a higher level. And I believe this is a powerful thing for the church, even to not have offenses even in our own society, our own groups, is because we're actually meant to live at a higher level where those arrows and even hurts. And, and if, you, if you think about it, normally they come and they're, not, they're either not meant to be that way or they're, they're misfired or they're, you know, friendly fire or something. It's just misguided communication. And so often it causes big rifts and big issues and it shouldn't because we need to be bigger than that. We need to be higher than that, living at a realm where offences can fly around us. Think about it in the workplace. If you're the one that everyone knows, can't get offended. You can't get offended because for some reason, when people try and prod you and probe you, it just doesn't stick. It doesn't, it doesn't get on you. Why? Because you live at a different level. And I think this is the power of blessing. When we choose to live in blessing, it's a choice, it's a free will, but it's a gift. And I think it's a very powerful gift because we can release something onto other people that you don't need to have good speech, you don't have to be clever, you don't have to be articulate, you don't have to be anything other than obedient to the Word of God that says bless people when they curse you. And it's a really simple thing, but I believe this actually is a powerful gift for releasing unity in the body of Christ, releasing faith, and releasing upgrades. If I asked you, if I gave you an economy ticket to Hawaii, you'd be pretty excited. If I gave you, if I gave you, if I then gave you an upgraded business class ticket to Hawaii, you'd be even more excited. In fact, you could probably make that ticket to Siberia, it wouldn't matter. But you'd still be excited. I know there's some fans of Russia and Siberia here, so they'd probably be very excited. But, but interestingly enough, if it were business class or first class, you'd be like, yes, 14 hours, that's awesome. Free food, you know, bring it on. It's incredible that you and I have at our fingertips tools to live upgraded spiritual lives, upgraded natural lives. A lot of it depends on our choices. A lot of it depends on us, us, our choice. Am I going to choose to give that person the birdie when they cut me off in the car? I never do that. Don't worry. I'm trying to teach Karen not to how to do that. Do, a, do some analysis this week on the amount of opportunities you have for upgrades, the amount of opportunities you have to live in a new level of faith, a new level where, where everyone else would just respond in a certain way, but you've chosen a different way. And I know for myself, this is something I'll take on. And I, wanna, I want some emails this week, okay? Not wives dobbing in husbands. He failed. He did the birdie, you know, or whatever else. Some, some testimonies where you or where you've seen someone get upgraded. In this particular area, someone's offended you and you've just chosen, okay, normally I would do this. Here's what I did this time. Some of you who are 
Maybe bless financially. Maybe it's giving $100 to a stranger. Maybe it's doing something really radical and just, just blessing them. It, I mean, these sorts of things are so simple, but they are so powerful. So powerful. Thank you.